while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program uh, this evening. And every evening, actually, from 7 to 10. But I'm here with you today. Chris will be back tomorrow. Got a good lineup of guests. Again, um, a few Dartmouth people. Uh, and for you non-Dartmouth people, I think it's going to be a fun conversation. But... Uh, Jake Ventura is going to come in. Uh, Jake's a, a fellow uh, attorney, a barrister, and uh, he is a member of the um, uh, Wampanoag tribe, a Quinnegayhead, and he was very, put an instrumental role in Defend Dartmouth, which is the movement to keep the Indian logo on uh, the Indian logo and name uh, at Dartmouth High School. Now, he's the the local members of the tribe have basically said uh, to get rid of the logo would be an erasure of their history uh, in the uh, in the in the town and in the region. And the logo itself had been uh, designed um, by. Uh, an indigenous person. So uh, we're going to talk about that. There's also a lot of, you know, uh, he's also got an opinion on the state flag, uh, which, you know, has been under review and school mascots as well. Uh, more broadly, you know, let's uh, things in the legislature to try to ban uh, school mascot, uh, you know, na- uh, indigenous people being school mascots. Um, so he's got an opinion on that stuff as well. And we're, he'll, so he'll be in from eight to 10 and we'll take your calls uh, too. I think it's going to be a fun conversation. And we'll also uh, have council post game on Thursday. Um, we got a good, we've got a good show planned for you on Wednesday, too, with Chris and me. But uh, for now, I'm taking your calls at 508-996-0500. That's how you can get on. Good evening. Hey, how you doing, Marcus? Hey, Tom, what's up? Well, uh, great show last night. And uh, Thank I want to tip my hat uh, to McCarthy. I mean, many years ago, he... As a matter of fact, as soon as Keating got elected, he had him on almost once a, a week. Mm-hmm. I remember. Uh, it, it was really fascinating. And I'm glad he preserved that relationship because that, that's very, very important mm-hmm. uh, for the folks here. So we tip a hat there. And Absolutely. during that conversation, uh, Keating had mentioned uh, about these nuclear pods that Westinghouse is developing for mm-hmm. and on behalf of all the satellite nations yeah. uh, that used to be part of Russia. And how eventually, uh, you know, they're going to be coming over here for the creation of electricity. I thought that was a fascinating disclosure. Yeah. Uh, 
Can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Yeah, I thought it was as well. Um, so, and for people who don't know, uh, Keating called in last night. He 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 talked a lot about Martha's Vineyard and immigration reform. But Chris also asked some questions. You know, Chris's Chris's foreign policy expertise is probably only, only rivaled by Bill Keating's. And uh, they talked about yeah the uh, energy pods, and he had said, I think that any efforts for clean energy or green new deal or anything like that has to include nuclear energy yeah yeah it, it was really good uh that and uh, i had a few other things uh i'm a little bit uh disturbed that the eligibility for this tax rebate uh doesn't include everybody you know i don't know how they came up with what they did i think it's more of a matter of convenience in terms of uh sending out checks you get a guy like me who's retired uh yeah. But I smoke cigarettes, and uh, you, you realize how much taxation is involved in a pack of cigarettes. I think that the, the product costs like two dollars and fifty four cents, right? They're ten ten dollars a pack, yeah. And a uh, large portion of that uh, taxation goes to the state of Massachusetts. Uh, I put gas in my car. Large portion of that tax goes to the state of Massachusetts. Anything I buy, there's a sales tax. That goes to the state of Massachusetts. I pay my rent. Basically, it, it turns over to the landlord to pay the property taxes. And somehow we're excluded from this rebate. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I don't I don't either. It's it's you know, and I, I didn't really like the the proposed tax relief excluded a lot of people, too. Um I, I don't know how they get away with it. Uh, must be it must have been, and it's and it's kind of surprising, right, that the Republicans did that, left that in the, um, I mean, because that was a conservative effort, uh, left that in the law on the uh, on the ballot question, um, because I think yeah, it should it's everybody's tax dollars. It should be it should be awarded to everyone. I think right. you know, that's, it's a cup probably amounts to a couple hundred bucks, but that's not nothing, especially today. Hey, for me, that, that's big money. Yeah, right. um, the, the other thing is, <laughs> I'm having a little bit of fun, that's okay. Uh, the other thing is, uh, in this uh, special master, uh, from what I understood from what I heard on the radio today, uh, is that the special master was even con- confronting the Trump attorneys uh, regarding, you know, the, the, the president's statement that he declassified all these documents with no proof. And he, even the special master was saying, "Well, you got to show me the proof, guys." Yeah, you know, and and, and that the, the special happen. master appointment was so uh, unprecedented and awful. It was, I, I still can't believe it. Honestly, no, me either. I mean, never yeah, heard yeah, of it. He, never even heard of it. I, I, I think the, the, the Department of Justice is going to indict this guy before Christmas. Uh, uh, I really do. They they won't be able to delay it much longer once it goes to the appeal uh, situation. And uh, the Department of Justice saying, hey, you know, put up or shut up. You know, where, where is the declassification trail that you claim you have? And he doesn't have any. So I, I think they're going to move forward rather quickly after that. I remain pessimistic about that. Uh, but and, you know, with with Governor DeSantis as well, uh, with the investigations that have been opened, it seems like a lot uh, to do. But. Maybe I think they're almost. I think Republicans are almost hoping for it for one reason or another. Even either it validates his platform or it allows uh, or or it allows them to move on from from Trump because I think they're trying to do that and try to pivot to DeSantis. Actually, yeah, I, I think that that's true. I, I don't think Trump is electable. You know, sorry, are you Trumpeteers? Yeah. But I, I think he's got enough on his plate uh, that and, and the way he's talking. 
you know, it's almost a, a shade of some type of mental illness, still claiming that he won two elections. I mean, I go, come on. Huh? Right. You know, that somebody ought to, you know, grab him by the collar and say, shut up or something. Because uh, <laughs> it's not doing himself any good. Uh, last thing uh, was, uh, what was the last thing? Oh, getting along on the tooth over here. Um, oh, the Martha's Vineyard thing. Yeah. The explanation of, of the congressman was excellent. Yeah. You know, people don't realize they have thousands of Brazilians on that island yeah. during the summer months. Well, the, the, the Cape and Island relies so heavily on, on, on mi- migrant labor, particularly from Brazil, yeah. actually. Yeah. And then what's left is, is the regular folks that have to struggle. Yep. You know, th- these are wealthy people, and they did a class act. No, you you didn't hear that on the radio most of the afternoon today. It was how these elitists and all this crap that the, that they're promoting it, and and, it, and they're getting really nasty about well, it. Well, there's there's dueling narratives on this, like everything else. But you don't have to be nasty. You can have a position, but they're nasty, <laughs> and and, and that, that that's the part. You know, when we start taking off our gloves, they're going to find out. You know, and and they can start with you know the Obama coalition won three elections in a row, is undefeated. And they're going to be undefeated again come next presidential election. And that's the way I see it. I think it's looking that way. Uh, yep. I think it's looking that way. Hey, thanks for the yep. call, Tom. I appreciate it. All right. Yep. See you, bye. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hey, good evening. How are you? Good. How you doing? All right. Um, yeah, I'm starting to think that um, Mr. Trump ain't going to be electable. I think um, he's really hurting his chances. He's... And, um, the well, I think I think DeSantis is, has uh, taken the front page from him, really, with this uh, with this maneuver. So, um, I, I I still think Trump would win a pre- even with this stuff, even though DeSantis is doing all like the, you know, he's he's doing all this like uh, meme stuff. Uh, I think I still think Trump beats him in a primary. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's crazy, but. Um Barry claimed today there's no investigations going on or anything like that. I'm like, where have you been, Barry? And he just talks over you, so it's not not worth even. Maybe maybe Barry was saying, and I I um I didn't get to I I you know I've I've got stuff to do during the day, so I don't get to listen all the time. But maybe Barry was saying that um these investigations are like we're opening an investigation or like an investigations in name only. Like it's just, you know, Chris and I talked about it last night. It's just hard to imagine. Like, let's say you get from Barnstable Superior Court, you return an indictment on Governor Ron DeSantis. What are you going to do? Are you going to, uh, you know, send uh, are you going to paratroop people into the Florida pan- panhandle and, and evict him from his mansion in Tallahassee? Like, I, I don't know how you I don't know how you 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 know, go forward with that. I don't know. I, I'm, uh, I'm noticing something, though. The Democrats were hurting there for a while. They seem to have made a comeback. So come I, midterms, it could be a different story. I, I mean, they violated women. Sorry, I'll let you talk in a minute. No, it's um, They violated women's rights with that abortion thing. Yep. and uh, That's what's killing them. Yeah. That's what's killing they're them. like back in 1933. You can't do that this day and age, people. There's so many different um, backgrounds in this country, in this country now. And well, they're, they're electing people that are—they're just electing bad candidates. They're, they're the the 
Republican primary, Republican state Republican parties this cycle are putting forward pretty bad candidates. I mean, they're doing it here in Massachusetts, right? Jeff Deal's a terrible candidate, and yeah. um, he's terrible. He's never going to win. And uh, and you're seeing you're seeing Jeff Deal type of candidates, non serious candidates in other races. I mean, even Doctor Oz, uh, he's going to. That was a winnable Senate seat they had in in in, uh, in Pennsylvania. That was a red Senate seat they had in Pennsylvania. That was um, uh, Pat Toomey's seat, and John Fetterman's going to win it, right? The, Arizona, Arizona was was within reach, but they got this guy Blake Masters, who Mark Kelly's ahead in the polls there. Georgia is winnable, and I think still slightly winnable, but they put forward probably the most uniquely terrible candidate uh, I've ever seen in Herschel Walker, um, and yeah. and that was a seat that if they put to, if they put somebody even halfway like passable, like if they put let's say Brian Kemp, who's the governor, if they put him in that, if they ran him in that race. He would have probably won, but they they yeah. they're just running bad candidates, and yeah, I think all that stuff is is catching up to them. But again, you're seeing that here. You know, they're putting forward some pretty. I mean, Jeff Deal isn't the yeah. Jeff Deal yeah, isn't the only one. Jeff Deal isn't the only one. Other than Anthea Mori, other than Anthea Mori, the other candidates on the ballot are, are uh, on the Republican side are, are non-serious people. Anthony Amore is the only serious person on that ballot on the Republican side. They're unbelievable, but um. I mean, as crazy as it is, I want to see these people um, lose their seats, and I don't want to see Trump in office. He's really, that guy, there's something wrong with him. Like the guy said before, he definitely has a mental illness. There's something wrong with him. Maybe there's something wrong with Joe Biden, too, but there's definitely something wrong with Trump, and that's evil. I mean, that dude is an evil man. And um, I want to say one more thing to you. Sure. There's a guy that always comes out here. Do you remember when you were a kid? You're a little younger than me, but not by much. But you remember the, the um, Count Chocula, Blueberry, and Frankenberry? Yeah, I remember series? that. Yes. yes. There's a guy that comes out here. He's usually during the day on Barry's show. He came out in your show one night. And you put him. You did a good job dealing with him. He sounds like the the Blueberry Ghost. And he just he kind of got a voice like that. And he was trying to like tell you what's what. He started with Trump and everything. You you did a good job putting him in his place. Oh, did I? Yeah, I don't I don't remember, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure we'll hear from from that caller again at some point. Well, maybe Blueberry will come out tonight. That's what I nicknamed <laughs> him. You know? Hey, by the way, I need to uh, talk to your cousin. Tell him John's looking for him. Okay, sure. All right, I'll talk to you later. Maybe you'll come out with the uh, Indian thing because I. I have a lot of feelings about how the European colonists and Americans took Indians land away from them anyway. Good, yeah, that's that's Thursday. Uh, I'll be in with Jake Ventura. That'll that'll be a good conversation. So definitely, um, you really, definitely want to call really, in then. Really quick on that one. Okay, we go back to the old textbook, King Philip's War. Right? They made King Philip out to be a bad man. In reality, who do you think was the bad guys in that? King, Philip, King Philip's War, the Indian, um, the European colonists, and right. the, um, uh, what was it, Wapanag Indians, I believe. Yeah. There was King Philip, and he was considered an evil Indian chief. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, of course, yeah, no, I'm familiar with King Philip's War. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that in the, in the, um, indigenous people and colonist conflict, the colonists were the bad guys. It's, I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. All right, I will talk to you later. You have a good night. You as well. Thanks. All right, uh, 508-996-0500. Let's actually take a – I'm going to take a break now, and then um, 
I still uh, will talk about uh, a bit more about the Martha's Vineyard stuff because we got Keating's con- the conversation with Bill Keating last night, Congressman Bill Keating, that we want to react to. Uh, I've got some, you know, I've been reading some local papers uh, there. Well, one local paper uh, there. And uh, I think there's still a lot to, to unpack in that community and that response and um, you know, what's going to happen going forward. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. I'm going to take a break. Uh, this is South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus, and Chris will be back tomorrow. So now, yeah, like the um, Pete Gustin said, the, the, the voice guy, you can take South Coast Tonight wherever you go. And I think one conversation on South Coast Tonight you want to take wherever you go and you can get it anywhere where podcasts are offered. And you can get it on WBSM.com. Or you can get it on the WBSM app. We have all of our podcasts on the app. Is Chris and I's conversation, and Chris will be back tomorrow. Chris and I's conversation with Congressman Bill Keating. I thought it was really good. Now, Bill Keating, of course, is our congressman. He represents uh, the, his district. is the 9th Congressional District. It is basically from... So it's basically from like um, Westport to P-Town and most of the uh, South Shore, Middleborough and all that to, uh, you know, most of the South Shore, Plymouth and the islands as well. So, of course, that includes Martha's Vineyard. So we had to get him on, of course. And he called in yesterday and he had said he just met with Chris Coons, uh, the senator from Delaware, Chris Coons, and the senator from Virginia, Mark Warner. I believe Mark Warner was the governor of Virginia at one point as well. But Chris Coons and Mark Warner, uh, two senators, he said he just met with them. Uh, One of the things they talked about was immigration reform. We'll talk about that in a minute. But. What I thought, I thought he encapsulated really well because I'm just reading. You know, I've been reading uh, the the Martha's Vineyard Times down there, the local the their local paper, and you know this this story sort of thrusted them in the national spotlight. And what you know, what the congressman said, and you know, one of our callers, Tom Kennedy, alluded to it, is that uh, people don't know know Martha's Vineyard. I mean, honestly. Uh, I consider myself to be one of them. Uh, I don't spend a lot of time on the vineyard. I went to Oak Bluffs once uh, this year. I go once a year, right? I went to Oak Bluffs once this year just for the day. Uh, I was kind of on a whim. I took the ferry. I, I didn't even go, go out into Bedford. I was just driving, and I was like, you know what? I'll take the Woods Hole ferry, go to Woods Hole. I have a good bakery in Woods Hole, you know, get a coffee, hop on the ferry, go check out uh, Oak, um, OB for the day. But Martha's Vineyard... You know, is seen as, you know, rightfully during the summer, there's a lot of celebrities that live there. Larry David lives there. Bill Murray has a house there. Obama has a house there. There's a lot of celebrities that have houses there uh, in the in, in the vineyard. And it's really nice there, right? Um, but in the summer, so it's a lot of, you know, like Keating said, in the summer, it's a lot of lifestyles and the rich and famous. In the off season, so any... Uh, months of the year that it's not, you know, that aren't between Labor Day and Memorial Day, it's, you know, not as elegant as people would like to think. You know, there are locals there. There are islanders there. 
that are working class people, right? There are some that aren't, right, that you wouldn't consider working class people. But there are islanders, there, like uh, Keating said, that are working class people. They have a strong, uh, I think, immigrant population. I think it's close to 20% immigrant population on the island. And they rely heavily during the summer months, especially, on migrant labor. So does the Cape. A lot of tourists, a lot of tourism industries do rely on migrant labor, particularly from Brazil. And, you know, he talked about as soon as they landed, you know, he was talking about how he, you know, was the liaison basically between the town and, you know, uh, State Senator Julian Sear and Rep. Dylan Fernandes and uh, and the governor's office, right, Governor Baker. Um, and he was able to, you know, they were able to maneuver um, resources to get the, you know, DPH. They sent the uh, Secretary of Health and Human Services for the state or the Department of health, Public Health for the state. Mary Lou Setters sent her actually directly to the island. They were able to set up emergency shelters there. Um, the, you know, the Dukes County uh, uh, Office of Emergency Management were able to set up emergency shelters in a church. They were, um, you know, able to, I think they had them for a day or two. And then um, Baker had set up camp for uh, the migrants on Joint Base Cape Cod. Now, you know, I think a deft political maneuver for DeSantis because, you know, the people that he wanted to communicate to uh, that he's running because he did this because he's running for president and for no other reason than that. Anybody that says he's got a broad policy goal that he wants to solve by doing this is um, lying to you, uh, but or doesn't understand, you know what's going on but he did this to run for president i think he did it effectively to communicate to communicate the message that oh these wealthy you know islander elitists are hypocrite not the ones he fundraises for um not the one he fund not the ones he fundraise with uh, fundraises with a few miles east in nantucket but uh the ones in martha's vineyard you know where obama lives you know, I guess there's a broader conversation when people say, oh, why don't they sleep in all those mansions? I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I'm for that. But you're not necessarily for the politics that would allow for that if you're making that argument. A lot of those people, a lot of a lot of conservatives. So why bring it up? Um, but, you know, reading the Martha's Vineyard Times, uh, even seeing it, talking to people that were there, uh, they said, you know, the, the response was overwhelmingly positive. You know, the Edgartown Police Department had to release a statement saying that. Please stop coming to drop off stuff. It's causing a traffic jam. We've, you know, we've been heartened by the overwhelming support. There was a, uh, you know, one of the winter homeless shelters that are on the vineyard. Um, and the vineyard after Labor Day is mostly skeleton staff. It's, you know, it's not as um, bustling or vibrant as it is during the summer, obviously. It's mostly skeleton staff. Not a lot of people live there during the winter. Not a lot of people live on the Cape during the winter either. Um, and... You know what the 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 head of the uh, the homeless shelter on the Cape had said. The winter shelter they have said that the drop there was just an incredible amount of drop offs. The community responded. They responded overwhelmingly positively, and but they're still getting like harassed by um by uh. You know, people who don't really know anybody are better. Uh, the you know the Martha's Vineyard Times reporting that they're getting a lot of invective from commenters on social media. There's local businesses. You know, I, I was reading the Martha's Vineyard Times. My friend uh, John Tiernan that owns the Dockside Inn in Oak Bluffs. He said he got a call from somebody that was upset about the migrant uh, the migrant issue. Someone commissioned. Someone actually commissioned. Maybe maybe Ron DeSantis commissioned a 
a plane to fly over Martha's Vineyard with a banner that says Vineyard Hypocrite, which, I mean, going out of your way for that, I, I, I don't know. Probably have the money to, I guess, if you're going to do that. Um, again, it could have been Ron DeSantis, but I still am failing to see the point in what, like, at what point were they hypocritical? Because being on the mainland for the migrants is much more advantageous than being on an island, first of all. I mean, Chris, Chris even said that yesterday. He also said, oh, the, you know, DeSantis won the argument. And he agreed. He, DeSantis won the optics, you know, optically he won the argument. And really, optically, he won the argument with the people he was trying to communicate to, which were the Republicans. He wasn't trying to go beyond any, I think, any other uh, base than people who may vote in a Republican primary and that are waiting to say, oh, you're hypocrites. It didn't matter how the vineyard responded to what Governor DeSantis did because the narrative had already been spun. It had already been spun. So as soon as that, as soon as that plane landed, that's it. They're already hypocrites. It literally didn't matter how they would respond. Now you're reading the vineyard, you know, you read the Martha's Vineyard Times. Alan Dershowitz, who is not a friend to the Democrats, or at least hasn't been in a long time, who's been a friend to Donald Trump, who um, bemoaned uh, over the summer how people on Martha's Vineyard, like uh, in Chilmark in particular, the Chilmark Library were ostracizing him for his relationship with Trump. There was a famous encounter between him and Larry David where Larry David yelled at him for for talking to Mike Pompeo, right? No friend to to liberals or Democrats uh, lately. Again, a lawyer for Donald Trump had said that the island had responded positively. He said if you were asked about it, and he was, he would set the record straight. He said they were welcoming. But since they didn't want to or weren't able to house them there and the state didn't want to coordinate sending all of the wraparound services that they needed to the island like and why do they have to stay there because Ron DeSantis said so it doesn't make any sense I think that you know it plays for DeSantis's base but in terms of winning a broader argument I think it's pretty clear how how the how the people in the vineyard responded, but it doesn't matter because they got the one soundbite of that woman who said, Oh, we've got so much going on. We can't handle the, the, the migrants, which we don't know who that woman is. We don't know what her politics are. You know, we don't know if she agrees with Ron DeSantis, if she voted for Trump, if she voted for Biden, we don't know any of that, right? We don't know any of that, but we just have that soundbite. So optically, it looks like for optically for the people that are, might, might vote for Ron DeSantis, the Republican primary, it looks like, Oh, the vineyard are hypocrites. And of course, because people can't ever calm down for three seconds. Everybody's got to harass Islanders now and leave like invective on their uh, on their social media pages and call the businesses and yell at them. Um, but again, it, it seems pretty clear to me that the response was positive and that Massachusetts actually proved that they're willing to walk the walk. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. Let's take a, uh, let's take a call. Good evening. Hey, Marcus, um, diversity, inclusion, or I'm sorry, diversity, equity, inclusion. Yeah. Get off my lawn. They, depo- they deported those people off the island. 
the own, the way the way that the Trumpies what were they, what, what were they the way, the way that, no but the, they, the way the Trumpies is wish we could deport the people that cross the border illegally. They what were they supposed to do? It. They actually accomplished it on the island. What were they supposed to do? Yeah, they have hotels. They have empty houses. They could have yeah, but, a accommodation. Yeah, but all the but it there's 50, it, well, it was fifty people. It was fifty people. Yeah, but but, they, they, but how many how many National Guard did they deploy? I think was it how I many? I mean, a hundred and twenty or two hundred and fifty. A hundred and twenty. But I think twenty. So yeah, so that's like a better average than the. Uh, but they the, deployed the local them to join. Get teacher teacher to pupil average. They, I think it's in anticipation of more migrants being flown here. Um, maybe, but we'll see. Um, or an abundance of caution. But uh, okay. I mean, why? Why would they have to? What, what was, why would they have to be cautious? Did they? Are they? Are they? Because maybe because they weren't vetted. They, are they sure they're from Venezuela or? Well, I mean, what's the abundance? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Caution, I, I can't. Caution, I can't. For more, I can't more. read. Um, I can't read Charlie Baker's mind, so I don't know why he activated 120 National Guards. But oh, you, you said no, no. But I mean, no, well, speculating. Why, why would you be cautious? Yeah, no, no. So spe- let's speculate. Why do you think they might have been cautious? Not sure. Um, I, I again, I think it's because he's anticipating more people being transported to the island. I mean, they're send, they're, they're, he's setting up camp at Joint Base Cape Cod, and you heard Congressman Keating say yesterday that place, Joint Base Cape Cod, has handled five times the amount of migrants that are there now oh, when, they, think, when, they yeah. rec- when they relocated uh, Katrina refugees. So it's a better. Yeah, it's, right. it's a. It's a more. It's. I mean, it's just a. It's just a. It's just a more suitable environment, even for the 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 migrants I, to have an actual to have an actual bed, to have uh, easier access to attorneys, wraparound services like healthcare. They don't have all that stuff in the island, especially off season. It's. It, it doesn't make any sense to to keep. To, again, you're keeping them on the island. Why? Because R- Ron DeSantis said so. It doesn't make any. Because oh, well, Ron DeSantis sent them there, so you got to keep them there. That doesn't make any sense. No, it, it doesn't. But 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 the optics of it. The, the right. That's the, the optics. What you were talking about. The, the optics of it was we are you know the most diverse, inclusive, equitable people in the world. Get off my lawn. You know. Well, that's the 40, optics. Forty hours later, they deported them the way that. Uh, Republicans, um, or the, no, 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 no. Because when you, no, 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 no. Because when you deport somebody to a, to back to their home country, uh, you're not, you're de- just, you're dropping them off and saying bye bye. You know, you don't really care for re, they don't care for relocation services or anything like that. Well, they move the them. Matter? Hold on, hold on. I'm hold yeah, on, hold on. They move them to Joint Base Cape Cod, where one they'll have an actual room with a bed. I stayed at Joint Base Cape Cod for a week for football camp. Um, you have an actual room and a bed, and there's a mess hall. And again, there's a much bigger. They, they the capacity there is much bigger than an Edgar Town church and they have lawyers there that are you know the i was actually just going to talk about this the um, boston uh, lawyers for civil rights they are filing a lawsuit they have immigration attorneys there people that are going to sign them up for um you know to be processed through immigration services oh, yeah, they for, have health care services for a, for a so deporting people hey for a contingency fee a lawyer can get a settlement that's pretty good because we know we know how quick the uh, the federal government will settle but but listen um Honest to God, it, it is optics, and and I, I don't disagree with what you just said at all, Marcus. You know, the Joint Base Cape Cod is a better place. But the thing is that the federal government has been 
doing those nighttime flights, sending these people around the country. It's, it's a problem. And to highlight the uh, hypocrisy of the vineyard, and I think it is hypocrisy. You know, I mean, what should they have done? What well, what could they have done to not have been hypocrites? Is what I'm trying to understand. They could have put them up. There's hotels there. The hotels are empty this time of year. Okay. Then what? I mean, well, well, well I, here's a I hotel mean, room. Then what? Well, is a hotel room? All the jobs there. Better, all, bit, the, all the a jobs there. Better than a cot that uh, the, the three huts okay. and a cot that uh, joint based uh, Edwards, right? Uh, again. There's plenty of room for people at Joint Base Cape Cod. They have, they have. I think there was plenty of room on the vineyard. Yeah. Okay. So they put them in a hotel room, and then what? I, I don't. So you well, get a you I get mean, a hotel we're room. In, we're putting we're putting them in hotel. It, it, uh, immigrants from Afghanistan and from uh, from uh, mm-hmm. well refugees from all sorts of places have been put up in hotel rooms. Okay. We put homeless people up in hotel rooms. Sure. I mean, why not, why not right. treat them the so, same way? So I think it's different to put them up in a hotel room or, um, or give them a bed on the mainland as opposed to a summer vacation island off-season where they can't access any of the, again, any of the things that they would need to access to um, you know, better adjust to um, living here. Uh, it, you know, you get in a hotel room, okay, then what? So what you, what's there's no health care service. There's what's not enough health care services there. Fair enough, fair enough. What, what's going to happen to them now that they're on joint base? They, well, they have hospital, court dates. They have, hospital. they have, they have, uh, they have court dates. They have uh, attorneys, maybe Cape Cod Hospital, maybe some, uh, you know, nonprofit health care organization. Their, with their court dates for their uh, asylum hearings or their immigration uh, status hearings? Yeah, so probably, I don't know the, um, and I don't know if they're refugees or asylees. The difference is, you know, you, if you're an asylee, you, right, you right. claim asylum here. Um, but probably, yeah, court dates for their asylum status or or their refugee status or whatever status that they might have again i don't know each into this 50 people i don't know each individual's um you know immigration status or what their request is of 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 the immigration courts so um yeah so um legal services uh healthcare services and probably uh job service um some sort of uh you know, work program. I imagine that they're going to. There's a lot of jobs. There's not. Cape there's Cod a lot of jobs. Kind of, Cape Cod is a very similar economy to um, Martha's Vineyard. It's not as remote, though. It's not as no, no. You it's, not as, it's not as. It's not as But it's but it's but it's similar in terms of the um, the, the summer population versus right. The, I imagine. The I, I imagine they're not living on Joint Base uh, uh, Joint Base Cape Cod for the you know for. Ever, I imagine there's going to be some relocation uh, at some point to different places in the Commonwealth that could have, uh, you know, an ability to work sure. in the I, space. And, and listen, and you know, it's it, it, it's this is not a, like a black and white issue. Um, what's kind of right. interesting is that um, the response to 50 immigrants that arrived on Martha's Vineyard is, is kind of overwhelming. Um, between the governor, between the National Guard, you know, between the folks on the vineyard, 50 people. We're a state of, what, 6 million. Yeah. Uh, right? And when you look at the numbers of what they're dealing with uh, in the border states. Well, 
and and that like like you can but you you can see the optics are yeah no that's that's why he's one that that's why I, again but, the, but it's, the it's optic not just, it's not just optics because there's, there's real logistical issues along the border yeah but who's, they they have taking, services who's, who's, who's yeah, but they yeah, but they can't they can't put two and a half national guard for every uh, refugee or right um but they you know first of all their their state they're bigger states uh they're states with more resources and there's actually more resources on the border there's more Im- immigration attorneys there's more nonprofits. there's more immigrant assistance organizations that are on the border i mean there's i mean that that's that's where they're keep them keep them keep them keep them down there yeah yeah so listen it's a it's 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 tough this this is a this is a hard uh, and, and this is a hard this is a hard issue for for us to deal with. Uh, what, regardless of getting the you know the optical uh, up, up you know uh, last 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 right. last and, and 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 that you know that's kind of what we're dealing with now. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, hey. um, we get we got we got a lot of work to do. Hey, so listen, hey, hey, Mark, th- thanks for letting me uh, call up Mark. Yeah, I got to take this break. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Listen to us live. South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500. So you can get in the program. Um, we're still talking about the Martha's Vineyard thing. Again, there's a lot more news. There's actually some news that just broke on that. And uh, I'm going to take this next break to read it and so that we can talk about it. So stay tuned. 1420 WBSS. Closing out on the second hour. I'm going to join you in the third. I was just reading up on a story that, that had broke during... Uh, the time we were on, uh, and it's by Lisa Kaczynski, a Politico friend of the show. Lisa Lisa Kaczynski on Politico. I had her on a few weeks ago. We'll have her on again in the future. But um, this is pretty interesting. So we'll um, we'll talk more about it. We will talk more about it, and uh, I'll see you guys on the other side of the nine o'clock hour. Just a preview. It's a it's a lawsuit filed against Ron DeSantis. Um, by a legal organization. So, um, and again, this is the story's just was just published while we were on air. So, I got a chance to look it over, and I'll bring it to you guys when um, after the news at nine. Uh, after the news at nine. So, stay tuned for that, and uh, we'll take your calls at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred.